Today we got a story of probably the cringiest emo kid on planet Earth. Uh, this is probably one of the craziest stories I've received in a long time. So sit back, relax, subscribe if you like stories, and let's call today's subscriber who sent in this story, let's call him Logan. So Logan was in the seventh grade when this all went down, and in Logan's class there was an emo guy and an emo girl. Yes, I'm in love with an emo girl type emo girl. Um, uh, and yeah, I'm just gonna call them emo girl and emo guy, because you guys know if I have like a billion names for people, I swap them. And even if I have one name, I've even messed that up once before. My brain is very small. But this all happened one day when the emo girl and the emo guy were at recess together. And basically like Logan had recess for a very long time. I know a lot of people don't have recess past like fifth grade, but Logan had it all the way through ninth grade, which is pretty cool. So basically, right, the emo guy and the emo girl every single day at recess would sit at this bench, which kind of was like close enough to everyone else, but also far enough that they weren't gonna like get, I don't know, hit by someone on the swing or have to like interact with people. And basically what they would do is they would sit on the bench together and they would be in each other's arms and they would be like, society, no, no, but they would be like randomly cussing out kids and like literally some kid would walk by, let's call the kid Ben, Little little Ben over here, little Benny boy would walk by the emo girl and emo guy, right? I'm just going to call them the emo couple. And the emo couple would be like, oh, look at that Ben. He's such like a conformer to society. He's such a sheeple. He's the sheep and sheeple, bro. Like, he doesn't understand our suffering. He doesn't understand how society treats us because uh, society hates the emo kids. Uh, and, and Ben would walk by and like he'd be able to hear all this nonsense he'd be like bro I can hear you and they'd be like oh what is that sheeple and sometimes they would just like get really like aggro and cuss people out they'd be like hey Ben and he's like yeah you suck bro and Ben's like all right, no one likes you guys. And they're like, oh, society keeps hating on us, bro. Why do you think society hates you so much? If you're sending hate out, you're getting hate back at the end of the day. But this all happened one day when Logan made the mistake of getting too close to the emo guy and the emo girl. So the emo couple was sitting on their little bench, right? And they were just like, as always. And sure enough, you know, Logan, you know, he sees his friends at the tetherball. I don't know if you guys ever played tetherball back in middle school, but that was the most fun game ever. I would legit play it if I had it in my backyard right now. But his friends were over at the tetherball and Logan was walking over. And Logan could either take the long route, having to go around the basketball court, to the tether ball, or he could pass by on the short route, he'd have to pass by the emo bench, as I'm gonna call it, because that's where the emo guy and the emo girl would always sit every single recess and complain about shashade or whatever. And so sure enough, right, Logan just, you know, you know, he just, he doesn't know like the real deal with the emo kid and the emo girl, and he doesn't wanna take the long route. So he decides that he's gonna pass by the emo bench. And he passes by the emo bench, and the emo kid is like, because he gets kind of close to them because, I don't know, he's paying attention. He's just walking. And the emo kid or the emo guy should specify is like, hey, hey, man, wait a second. And Logan turns around and is like, oh, it's that weird emo looking guy, like whatever. By the way, if you dress emo, I, I really don't care. Like, you can do whatever you want, man. You're good in my book. Just don't act like these kids and we're chilling, bro. But anyways, Logan's like, oh, it's these kids. Like, I know they're kind of weird or whatever. And the emo guy's like, dude... I saw that you were looking at my girl, 
And Logan's like, bro, what are you talking about? And the emo kid's like, bro, bro, it's obvious. You're in love with my girlfriend. And Logan's like, dude, what? seriously, what are you even talking about? He's like, don't try and deny it, bro. You're only going to get into more trouble from me. And like the emo kid looks over at his girlfriend and the emo girl's like, oh, you're my big defender against this guy in society. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I can't do the story with a straight face. So Logan politely explains to the emo guy that he has no interest in his girlfriend. And he's not saying, oh, she's ugly, lol. He's just like, dude, I was literally just passing by. Why would you think that like I have any interest in her? Like, why would I, why would that give off the impression that I wanna like get with your girl? Like why, why on earth would that give off that impression? And so the emo guy is starting to realize that he was overreacting and that, you know, Logan was literally just passing by. But the emo guy uh, starts to have come up with a different theory in his head. And he's like, man, wait a minute. Are you calling my girlfriend ugly? And Logan's like, bro, no, like she's totally fine looking. Like, so, and then he's like, so you wanna, you're in love with my girlfriend? And Logan's like, no, bro, I'm not. I'm trying to go play tetherball with my friends. And the emo kid is like, so you disrespected my girl? Turns over to his girl, gets a little wink. You're hot, beautiful. She's like, oh, so shiny. <laughs> and he turns back. <laughs> he turns back around. And he's like. That's it. I don't stand for this type of disrespect and slander against my emo girlfriend because I'm in love with an emo girl. You and I, we're going to fight tomorrow for her honor and respect. And Logan's like, what? And the emo kid's like, yeah, bro, we're going to fight. You and me at recess at this time, it's you versus me. I don't want to see you chicken out because I'll find you either way. And Logan's like, all right, bro, whatever. I'm going to go play some tetherball. Logan... Thought that that was it. Logan thought the emo kid was just being like, I don't know, overreacting just to like impress his girlfriend. But unfortunately, he was wrong. Real quick, comment emo down below if you want to heart on your comment. I'll try and heart as many comments that say emo as possible, as that is the secret word of the day. And by the way, if you really do want to support the channel, uh, binge watch a bunch of my videos. I got playlists or just watch videos in the recommended from me. It really helps the channel and please leave a comment telling me that you're doing it so I can personally thank you. Recently, I've also been getting a lot of comments of people saying that they put on my videos to go to sleep, which I don't know if that's an insult or a good thing, but either way, like, here's the thing, man. Watch time is watch time and it supports the channel. So look, I'm not saying to put on a playlist of my videos turn the volume down to 1% while you're sleeping to boost the channel, but I'm also not saying to not do that, wink. Anyways, back to the story. So anyways, right, the next day rolls around and Logan doesn't think anything of it. Yes, in the back of his mind, he's thinking about the crazy experience of when he passed the emo kid bench, but he doesn't really think anything of it and he really doesn't think that the emo guy is going to, I don't know, <laughs> Oh my god, I got hiccups. But he doesn't think the emo kid is actually gonna do anything, man. Like, he's just like, okay, whatever. He's just trying to impress his emo girl. 
So, like, whatever, bro. Like, it really doesn't matter. And, uh, anyways, the next day rolls around, and it's recess. And sure enough, you know, Logan goes out once again to go to the tetherball, because that's where the boys were at. And he, I mean, he had a great day at tetherball the day before. That is a really fun game. I don't know why I keep bringing it up. I just really enjoyed it as a kid. But anyways, Logan goes over, and he's just planning on walking to the tetherball, having a good time with his friends, but you know who's standing there blocking his way? Um, yeah, it's the emo guy. And the emo girl is sitting on the bench, and she's looking at her emo boyfriend, uh, right? And But the emo boyfriend is standing there, and he's like, yo, do you remember when you disrespected my emo girl? And uh, Logan's like, what? And the boyfriend takes out... Like, you know, there's, like, at the Halloween decoration stores, those big, like, foam fake skull swords. It's, like, the big gray swords that are made of foam and super bendy but have, like, the skulls on them or whatever. So the emo kid must have bought one of those or had one of those already because he whips one of those out. And he's just like, it is time to battle, man. And Logan's just like, bruh, like, what? Uh, man, I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to play some tetherball, bro. Like, uh, I don't know about you, but... And he's like, no, you disrespected my emo girl. Like, <laughs> so sure enough, right, the emo kid or the emo guy, should be specific, is like, and you will pay the price. And he runs in against Logan, and he takes the foam sword. He starts, like, going whap, 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 whap. Just starts, like, beating him with the with the foam sword. But, bro, it's a foam sword. It literally bends on impact. So when he hits him, right, the sword just bends in half, right? It just kind of whaps around. However, he's kind of whapping it pretty hard. He's like, pop, 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 pop. So it's, like, almost like slapping him. And sure enough, Logan's getting kind of little red marks. It's like if someone was, like... You know, they're slapping you. I slap my knee, by the way. Don't be weird. Uh, <laughs> if someone's, like, slapping you, they might leave, like, some red marks. They're not going to do any actual damage, though, unless you're in a professional slapping contest and your head explodes or something. But, yeah, sure enough, the teacher saw that and is like, hey, hey, you there, stop that. And, you know, the emo kid's like, Dude, this guy started it first. And the teacher's like, no, no, no. I saw the whole thing. You just came up to this kid, and you were just slapping him. Go to the principal's office. You have detention for the rest of recess. And the emo kid looks at Logan and is like, this is not over, man. This is not over. A week goes by, and nothing happens to Logan. The, I mean, Logan kind of purposely avoids the emo bench. And he does look over, and he sees the emo boyfriend and the emo girlfriend all cuddled up, cursing out society, as always, right? And uh, sure enough, right, he just thinks he's done. Uh, Logan thinks he's, he's in the clear, that the emo kid has stopped his nonsense, but no. No, 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 wrong. The emo kid has not stopped his nonsense. It's about to get much worse, believe it or not. So sure enough, a week goes by, and during that week, nothing happens. So Logan literally forgets entirely about the whole emo kid, whatever, disrespecting his emo girl type thing. He just doesn't even, like, think about it. Like, at the end of the day, he's just like, all right, whatever, man. I'm going to go play some tetherball, go hang out with my friends, play some, like, Yu-Gi-Oh cards. I don't know, whatever they do at recess. Uh, but... One day, a week later, you know, Logan walks into school, and Logan has a couple classes before recess, and Logan is just in the hallway, and this big, like, emo-looking kid, who he has never seen before, walks up to him, is like, hey, I'm the emo kid's cousin, and I'm gonna beat you up, 
And Logan's like, oh my God. Because this kid was massive. The emo kid was kind of built like me, like a spooky, scary skeleton. But this emo kid, bro, he was like, he was like, I don't know. He was like a linebacker for like, I don't know, the Patriots, dude. He was a big guy. He was big guy for sure. And uh, Logan, uh, you know, Logan was pretty medium sized, but he was about to get obliterated by this guy if he actually did do anything. So Logan's like, what? And the, and the emo kid's cousin, who is also emo, he's like the emo, I'm just going to call him the emo cousin, right? The emo cousin, who is super big, comes up to him and is like, you, me, boxing. <laughs> Logan's like, bro, am I supposed to be Logan Paul? Like, boxing? Huh? But sure enough, the emo kid's cousin is like, yeah, you, me, recess, boxing. This is for disrespecting my cousin's girlfriend. And he gives him a little shove. And Logan, like, feels the vibrations through his body as he kind of stumbles back a little bit. Kind of sizes it up and realizes, oh, my God, this is not going to end well. So Logan is kind of struggling to pay attention in class because he's kind of thinking about, you know, what's going to happen at recess. This big guy, the big emo cousin guy, said he was wanted to box him, whatever that even meant. But he was a little scared. I mean, he didn't think he was going to do that well if he actually did end up boxing this guy. Just because this guy was big and he was kind of medium big or he was kind of medium small, to be honest. So he was like, all right, man, I'm not going to do so hot. And Logan really knew that he was in trouble when he walked out, like kind of like because he walks out of the building to go to recess as he's trying to avoid the whole thing and maybe hang out with his friends instead. And normally people are kind of like, I don't know, dispersed around. Some are at the swing, some are playing basketball, some are at the tetherball, some are at the emo bench, you know, whatever, right? But at this point, they were all huddled around. And when Logan walked out, they all turned to look at him. And Logan just knew at that point on that things were about to be, they were about to be pretty bad, if he's being honest. So Logan kind of just walks out there, and the crowd that's kind of circled around that was looking at him kind of steps to the side to show the emo girl, the emo guy, and the emo guy's big emo cousin all standing there. Apparently, word got out that there was going to be a big boxing match or whatever. And here's the thing, right? Stuff like this never happens at Logan's school. So when people heard that this was potentially going to happen, everyone was like, all right, man, the basketball, the tetherball, the, I don't know, the swinging, that can all be on hold because that can happen any day. But a boxing match between this kid and this big, like, emo guy who's like, doesn't even go here. This is not something that happens every single day. So sure enough, right, they were tuning in. They wanted to see what happened. And the emo kid is like, or the emo guy's like, oh my God, Logan, are you ready to get on for disrespecting my girlfriend, my emo girl? And Logan's like, bro, like, I didn't even say anything. And the cousin's like, yeah, you're just saying that because you're scared. Everyone's like, <laughs> okay, not everyone was laughing. It was literally just the emo kids. But at the end of the day, right, everyone was still watching. And so the, uh, you know, anyways, uh, the emo guy, like, has, like, takes out his backpack, who, which, because, like, normally you didn't bring your backpack to recess, but for some reason, the emo guy brought his backpack to recess. So, you know, that was a little confusing. And yeah, so sure enough, you know, he opens up his backpack and he takes out two pairs of boxing gloves. And Logan's just like, oh, so, so we're actually, so we're actually doing this. Oh, okay. So this is actually something that's go oh, oh, okay, huh? So Logan like starts to put on the boxing gloves 
and is kind of like in his head, what am I doing? If I go along with this, I'm going to get like, I'm going to get destroyed. So Logan, midway through putting on the boxing gloves is like, wait, I didn't agree to do this. He starts taking off the boxing gloves and the emo cousin is like, well, then I'm going to fight you either way. If we do this officially, it'll be a fair fight. If you try and run away like a little weasel rat boy, then I'm just going to come after you either way. So you got no choice. And at this point, Logan, like, is actually really concerned. Like, the whole thing was kind of a joke, and it was becoming less and less of a joke up to this point. But at that moment, he realized kind of how serious the situation is. Just a little word of advice for me. Don't get into any, like, fights at school. Just uh, please, for the love of God, avoid all that stuff like the plague. If it's happening, just report it. Just get away from that stuff. But anyways, Logan's like, oh, God, like, this is really bad. And he was starting to get pretty nervous. And that's when kind of his that's kind of when like his guardian angel came in a sense, because this uh, uh, the school principal, two teachers and six security guards, the entire security guard force at the school came in. People started dispersing. They started running away. The teachers pointed at all three, the emo kids. They also pointed at Logan and the security guards kind of like didn't, like, apprehend them. They didn't, like, tase them and tackle them to the ground or anything. But they're kind of like, you four, you got to come with me. And the emo kid's cousin's like, I don't even go here. And the security guard's like, yeah, you still got to come with us. And he's like, no, I don't. And they're like, we'll legit call the police on you if you try and leave. Like, don't even try. He's like, okay, whatever, man. So sure enough, all four of them, they were sent to the principal's office. And the principal and all the security guards were sitting around, kind of sat them down, and kind of just wanted an explanation of what happened. So the emo kids explained from their perspective, and then Logan explained from his perspective, and obviously his perspective is the perspective I just told. And apparently the emo kids' perspective was the same thing, but a little bit more dramatic of, like, Logan disrespecting the girlfriend or whatever. But honestly, the stories were practically the same, which is a little weird. Like, why would the emo kids say exactly what was happening when obviously they were were in the wrong apparently they didn't realize how dumb they were being but uh yeah sure enough the principal's like wow that's insane so you might be thinking to yourself how on earth did they get an entire like security task force and all the teachers and the principals together when they were only out there for like five minutes well apparently since word spread of this quote-unquote boxing match that word spread like it spread to the principal and they took it very seriously so they had an entire team ready and they were monitoring the situation very closely to see if anything was going to happen and obviously if some kid comes from out of school to like try and attack another student of of course, they're going to have an issue with that. So what happened was Logan, since he was totally like in the right, you know, he was set free. He was totally fine. But the and so was the emo girl because she was kind of just a bystander, even if she did cheer it on. You could say the same for Logan for not standing up earlier. So those two were totally fine. But the emo guy, he was suspended for an entire week since he kind of orchestrated the whole thing. And the emo cousin, like, the emo cousin couldn't be suspended or expelled because he didn't go to the school. But basically what happens is they ended up actually calling the legitimate police about this whole thing, explaining what happened, and the police ordered kind of like a semi-restraining order. I don't know if it was super official, but basically it said if this big emo cousin ever stepped foot on the school again, he would be, like, trespassing, and the police would have their rights to come and arrest him or whatever. So, yeah. What even happened? 
<laughs> that's what I'm asking myself. Click on the video right on now. screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it, do it. Today I got a story of probably one of the craziest emo kids of all time, and I've told a lot of crazy stories, so strap in, uh, subscribe if you like stories, and let's call today's subscriber, uh, let's call her Luna. So Luna was a tennis player and was pretty good at tennis, and over the summer her mom sent Luna to a tennis camp, and this story starts pretty far through the tennis camp. So the tennis camp lasted about one week long, and on the last day, which was Friday, all the parents would come and they would watch kind of like a tennis tournament of all the kids who were playing and learning how to play and getting better during the week. There would be a big tournament. They would have like, I don't know, a fake little trophy thing. But the main important thing was that there was a big tournament at the end of the week and all the parents came to watch. So this story starts on that Thursday. So this is the day before the last day, which is the big event. And uh, this, this uh, tennis camp took place at a college, so they had access to a college dining hall. And Luna and her two friends were walking, you know, to go try and find a table. And Luna's two friends said, oh, look over there. Or one of Luna's friends said, oh, look over there. There's a table. So Luna's two other friends, you know, went over and sat down at the table. Luna said, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get something. So Luna walks over to the dining hall grabs something to eat, and is walking back. And while Luna's walking back, she's not really paying attention. Like, she's kind of like, I don't know, spacing out or looking on her phone, or for some reason, she's not paying full attention to her surroundings. So unfortunately, she bumps into this guy. And, you know, the guy had a tray of food, and the food, honestly, it wasn't even that bad. Like, the food... Sure, like a little bit got on his shirt, um, but it wasn't like the entire tray exploded all over his shirt and his clothes were soiled and ruined beyond repair. Like, yeah, dude, you got sprayed a little bit. That sucks, but it's time to move on. And Luna was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That's so embarrassing. And like, she's like, like, I'm so sorry. Like I wasn't paying attention. And this kid, you know, Luna's looking at this kid, and this kid is very clearly like an emo kid. And by the way, there's nothing wrong if you dress like goth or emo or whatever. It's a style, and I think a lot of my viewers have the style, and I don't personally do it myself. That isn't my style, but I rock with you if you do that. No hard feelings. However, if you're like this emo kid, bro, you, you gotta change some things in your life. That's all I'm saying. Because this emo kid looks at Luna, looks her dead in the eyes, and then takes out a book. And Luna's like, eh, what? And the emo kid, so he has this book in his hand, and Luna notices that there's, like, ancient like hieroglyphics? Dude, my brain is not working right now. There's, like, ancient, like, letters and all these, like, symbols on the book. Basically, it looks like, like, a wizard or witch book or something. And Luna's thinking to herself, all right, there's no shot that, like, that's actually like a wizard book or something. And the emo kid reaches into his back pocket and takes out a wand. So he opens up the like the spell book and he's waving his wand around. He's like, you have made a great enemy. You've made a great mistake bumping into me on purpose. And Luna's like, it wasn't on purpose, man. Like, I swear to you, like I wasn't paying attention and I apologize for that. I should have been paying attention. You're right. Like, that's on me. However, like, come on now. It was an accident. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what kind of nonsense doobly-doop you're doing right now. But he's like, silence, mortal. And he's like waving his wand around. He's like, hibbity-bibbity-bobbity-boo. I put a sp something like super goofy, but like supposedly like, I don't know, wizard tongue or something. He's like, I'm like, okay, bro, like, let's calm down now. He's like, there, you've been cursed. And he slams the book shut with one hand, puts the wand back in his pocket, 
puts the book back into his backpack, which he was carrying around. Or I guess not a backpack. I guess it was like a tennis bag with a racket in it. And the emo kid walks off. And Luna is just standing there, just kind of like, what? What just happened? Like, can we just have like a little pause and a rewind of what just happened here? Because I don't think that like I really understood what was going on because there's not a shot that that actually just happened. So Luna goes back to the table with her two friends and her two friends are like, what took you so long? And Luna's like, well, I actually have a very interesting answer that I bet you guys were not expecting. So Luna tells them the story and they're like, one of them, one of them was just like, oh my God, that's crazy. The other one was like, dude, like, I know that kid. Like I saw, I, I was in a tennis group earlier this morning. We we're practicing forehands. I know that kid. He was so weird, bro. He was all like, okay, he okay, he wasn't like the other emo kid, bro. I, I'm just playing around. But he was like all like in the corner, hushed away. And when the coach like, get, like said to him, it was his turn. He kind of like looked up at him and flicked his long, dark hair back kind of sighed and then like you know hit a forehand or something they're like that kid was super weird but i had no idea that he was like that weird because there's a difference between being kind of weird and putting spells on people randomly like that's just who two different ballparks bro quick comment emo down below if you want to harden your comment that is the secret word of the day and i will do my best to heart as many comments as possible i'm still getting over some complications with the uh the the wisdom teeth and that might take a couple days so please don't take it personally if i don't heart your comment do know i still really appreciate it and also shout out to all the people who've been binge watching my videos like going through and watching a ton of them either via the playlist or just through the recommended please let me know in the comment section when you're doing this so i can heart it and say thank you and just know that you're supporting the channel more than you can even imagine at this point i really appreciate it back to the story it gets crazy Anyways, right, so the next day rolls around, and remember that, you know, Luna was at a tennis camp, and on the last day, which was the next day, because this whole spell incident happened on a Thursday, and the last day was on a Friday. So it was Friday, it was the last day, and it was only like a half day, because the parents would come and pick you up by the end of it, but anyways, right, there was a big tennis tournament, and all the parents came to watch. So it was a pretty big deal. And so everyone was sitting around on the tennis court. Um, and like the coach was standing at the very front. Everyone was sitting on the tennis court. And he was reading off his list of like, all right, guys, like, thank you for all your hard work this week. And finally, it pays off. Just know that, you know, win or lose, like, you know, we just want to make sure you have a fun time and that, you know, I mean, there can only be one winner. So you, you, you can't take it that personally if you don't win. Uh, the most important thing is to like, good sportsmanship, and have a fun time. And anyways, let me read off the pairings. So the pairings were read off, and Luna had a first-round match where she played against another, some random guy or something, and she was better. She was probably one of the top 10 people at the camp. She didn't expect to win the tournament. I mean, the, the other people, there are, were some people that were much better than her, and maybe they're having a bad day or whatever, but Luna just wanted to you know, go out there, have some fun. So Luna's first-round match went down really well. She won 6-2, 6-3, which is pretty solid win. If you guys know tennis, I used to play tennis a lot back in the day. That's why I can tell this story so well, um, at least the tennis parts. Uh, but anyways, things get really interesting when Luno goes into her second round match. The second round match is against a familiar character that you guys may or may not remember from earlier in the story. Yes, Luna is playing the emo kid. And let me just say that Luna did not forget the emo kid, but very well the converse is true too, because the emo kid had not forgotten about Luna either. Which means, 
Yes, Luna and versus the emo kid are about to play after the emo kid put a spell on her. And uh, Luna's just looking at her opponent like, there's no way. There's, there's no way, man. There's no way. So anyways, right, you know, Luna, so uh, when, when you play tennis, you normally, like, you will warm up with your partner and then you'll get into playing. But basically, you both stand on two sides of a net, just very quickly for people who don't know. And so Luna was standing on one side of the, the net and the emo kid was, like, sulking over and kind of, like, was all hunched over and kind of, like, wandered over to the other side of the net. And so Luna walks up to kind of, like, the net in, in between and the, the emo kid walks up as well. And Luna's like, all right, like, do you want to warm up? And the emo kid is like, heh <laughs> insert maniacal laugh. I can't do a maniacal laugh right now. I'm just, I just can't do it. So insert, like, the most evil maniacal laugh from, like, TV shows and movies you can think of. And dude, out of all the responses Luna was expecting, okay, Luna was either responding, expecting, like, yes or no. It was a yes or no question. But out of all the responses that Luna was expecting, let me just say the mani- a maniacal laugh was not on the list, dude. Like, it just was not on the list. And so Luna's kind of just thinking, like, uh, okay. And then the emo kid goes on to say, huh, like, finishes up his maniacal laugh and is like, why would I need to warm up when I have the curse on my side? And Luna was just like, oh, so, so we're still going with that. We're not just going to, like, because Luna was kind of thinking, all right, well, let's just put yesterday behind us because that was very weird. You know what? Luna, Luna gave this guy you know, the privilege of allowing, you know, just to put that behind them. Because normally that's not a thing you just put behind, right? The fact that, like, you got a spell put on you, normally you don't just forget about that. But Luna was like, oh, okay, so no warm-up? And the emo kid said, yeah, well, I mean, I have the curse on my side, so why would I need to warm up anyways? And Luna was like, all right, fine, I really got to smack this kid. So Luna and the emo kid kind of go immediately into playing the match, and so Luna spins the racket, and sure enough, it is the emo kid's choice. So basically, in the beginning of tennis, you spin, like, heads or tails, and if you get it right, you can choose to serve or have the other person serve, and the emo kid starts maniacally laughing. So once again, insert the, like, maniacal evil villain laugh after the racket is spun, and, uh, you know, Luna's is kind of looking at him like, dude, what? And the emo kid is like, looks like my curse is already working. <laughs> Insert again, another maniacal laugh. And Luna's is thinking to herself, all right, bro, like, let's not jump to conclusions. There's a 50-50 chance that you were going to get that. Like, come on now. In the back of Luna's mind, she was like, uh, well... I wonder if the curse is real, but her rational mind was able to take control and be like, all right, let's just smack this kid. I know I'm better than him. So sure enough, right, you know, the emo kid starts serving. Basically, that's the way you start a tennis point. So the emo kid throws it up, bops it in, and the serve is not that good. Serve is the hardest part of tennis, in my opinion, but the serve is not that good. And Luna, really wanting to have a good impression to kind of quote-unquote break the curse, winds up a massive forehand, completely crunches it, and obliterates the emo kid in the first point. Like, this ball is blazing off of Luna's racket into smack right past the emo kid. The emo kid wasn't even, like, the curse was... The emo kid plus the curse were not good enough to give him the reaction time to be able to deal with it. That's how bad this whole thing was, dude. 
So Luna looks up at the emo kid, giving her the dirtiest look ever, because I don't think the emo kid realized that Luna was one of the top players at the uh, at the tennis camp, but he now he now realized that, you know, he was probably not going to win this. I think he walked in with a lot of confidence, also trying to scare her off because of, like, he remembered, oh, this is the girl I put the curse on. Odds are he would have, like, if this was a different person, he would have put a curse on them beforehand. Like, he would have walked up to the tennis net, whipped out his magic wand, and been like, you're now cursed or something, just to mess with their head. But since he's he's already done that, right, he was trying to, like, he was trying to use that as leverage. But anyways, the match continues, and the emo kid is getting destroyed. So at this point, the emo kid is down about 3-0, and they're only playing one set. Basically, in tennis, you play six, like, you play to six games. Whoever gets to six games first but win by two wins, and if you get to 6-6, six, six, uh, you play a tiebreaker. But anyways, right, Luna's up 3-0, so absolutely smoking the emo kid. And it's Luna's serve, and she serves it in, and it is very clearly a winning shot. However, it was close, right? It wasn't like, it was clearly in, but it wasn't like in by so far that like you'd have to be like crazy to say that it was out, right? And the emo kid was like out. Because if you don't know, uh, you, you make your own calls when you play tennis. There's no umpire unless you're really good. And this was a lower level. I think in the final match, like the final match of their big tournament, they might have like someone like officiating it. But the emo kid was like out, and Luna kind of looked at him like, no, dude, that wasn't, but like, she can't really do anything. So they keep playing, right? And uh, Luna continues to crush this kid, con- t- continues to crush this fool, bro. Like, and the, e- the emo kid continues to cheat. However, the emo kid is really only cheating when it's like, uh, I don't know, kind of close. So if like Luna hits a really good shot, but it's kind of close, the emo kid will just call it out. And this is super frustrating to Luna because she's losing a lot more points than she needs to, but she's still winning. It's currently 5-1. So if Luna wins one more game, then it's over, right? She wins the match and like it's done with the emo kid. And at this point, right, I think other matches were kind of like getting on with and like there were like more people were finishing. So parents were kind of like coming over and they were watching and like more of the staff officials decide to watch this game just because less matches were being played because more people were winning and losing and kind of less matches were going on. So at this point, right, it was like 5-1 Luna and there were a bunch of people watching at this point. And so Luna hits a shot that is very clearly a forehand winner. She hits it, smacks it. It's not even like the other ones that is kind of close. This one was so clearly in, it was in by like two or three feet. And the emo kid is like, uh, that was out by the way. And Luna's like, dude, like I've been letting you have some really close calls recently, but that was so clearly in, I don't know how else to say it. Like I give you the benefit of the doubt of all the other stuff. But that one was so clearly in, I can't let it stand. Luna basically slips and she's like, nah, I'm done, bro. And the emo kid starts getting mad. And he's like, hey, like you must respect my authority for point calling. And I guess technically you do. But then again, like one of the camp people was watching the whole thing go down and he started to pay more attention. So he's watching the emo kid and the emo kid is getting so angry. So once again, they start another point. The emo kid takes that point, even though he's obviously losing, right? And Luna hits another shot. And the emo kid, it's not even that Luna's shot was good. The emo kid just shanks it into the net. Like, he completely misses it. And the emo kid was like, oh, by the way, your shot was so out. 
and it was so clearly in. And Luna was like, dude, you can't just call everything out when you lose. And at this point, the emo kid said, uh-uh, like, I'm going to do what I want because it's my authority and you have to deal with it. And at this point, right, the camp counselor had kind of noticed what was going on and was like, I, right, I, right, I got to come in here. I got to put a stop to this. So the camp counselor, you know, starts to walk on the court and is like, what's going on, guys? And the emo kid is so angry at this point because he's losing and he's just mad. And what? oh my God, this is where the emo kid snaps. So the camp counselor is walking over to the emo kid and is like, all right, can you explain what's going on here? Like, it looked like that point was very clearly in. Why did you call it out? And when the, when the camp counselor says to the emo kid that it was clearly in and asked him, kind of questioned his call, the emo kid, already super salty and already molding super hard, being super angry already, just completely loses it. And he takes his racket and he goes, Rah! and he whips around and he smashes it into the camp counselor. And like the camp counselor stumbles back and it's like, oh my God. Cause like the racket had hit his arm. It had like broken the skin a little bit. So it was a little bloody and he, it wasn't that bad. He didn't break anything. He didn't like hit a major artery or something, but the racket smashed into the camp counselor and like kind of like broke into his skin. So the camp counselor starts yelling like, are you crazy? Like, why would you do that? I was literally asking about a call and you attacked me. And there was another camp counselor watching the whole thing and he starts walking in. But before they could do anything, you see this woman with long, with kind of like a, kind of like a side part, like it kind of like the Karen haircut. Maybe she was a nice woman, but I'm just describing what I was told. By the way, the story was sent into my Instagram. Go ahead and follow me there. It's in the description. Even if you don't want to send in the story, just follow me there. It makes me feel good. But anyways, this woman walks on the court. She kind of looks like a Karen. Maybe she's super nice. I'm just saying it how it is, right? Walks on, grabs the emo kid by the back of his, by like the scruff of his shirt and drags him away. And he's like, ma'am. He's like, ma'am, I was winning. The emo kid literally had the audacity as he was being dragged off court for attacking one of the camp counselors to say that he was winning. What? Yeah, so the, the other camp counselor, I mean, the one that got hit with the rackets, like, uh, I got to get this checked up. Like, I think I'm fine, but, like, I just want to make sure that, like, it didn't break anything farther because his skin was kind of bloodied up. And the other camp counselor, the one that was not attacked by the emo kid, walked up and said, hey, Luna, like, sorry you had to deal with that. Uh, we're giving you the win, obviously. And so sure enough, Luna went on. Luna didn't win the tournament, but, you know, did pretty well. And the emo kid was nowhere to be seen after he's dragged off by his mom. Presumably, his mom was like, all right, like, we're done. Grabbed him and just dragged him click off. Click on the video dude. on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it. Today I got a story of probably one of the craziest emo kid encounters that I've told on this channel, and that is quite a that is quite a statement considering what I've told. So strap in, subscribe if you like story videos, and let's call today's subscriber who submitted the story via my Instagram account. Let's call him James. So this all happened one day when James and his friends were at the skate park. So at the skate park. Sorry, I can't speak apparently. So James and his friends were big kind of like fans of like casually skating or whatever. They weren't necessarily skater kids or whatever or skater boys or whatever that song was, right? 
but they did enjoy a bit of like, you know, skating at the skate park. Uh, that was never something I really did, but it did look kind of fun. It was kind of how they got their exercise. It was what they did for fun on the weekends. And this all happened one day, and it kind of just seemed like it was going to be a normal day, as all these stories really tend to start with. But, you know, anyways, James and his friends went over to the skate park, and they were just doing what they were doing. They were kind of just hanging out very casually, just kind of like skating on the rink that was the, like designated to skate on, right? And this group of, like, emo kids walked over, and James kind of knew most of the people in his neighborhood, but obviously he was, a, he was in a place that had, like, an, enough people that James still was, like, aware that there was a ton of people he didn't know. So, you know, when the people were walking over, James in the back of his head's like, I don't recognize these guys, but should I? Did I, like, meet them, like, at an event or something? Or I, it, did they go to, like, one of my friends, like, schools or something? Or did I meet them at one time because they're walking towards me? Normally when a group of people are walking towards you or someone's walking towards you, it, it's normally because, like, they know you and they're trying to talk to you. Or, uh, or option two is they, they're, they're looking for trouble, which uh, this happens to be option two. So anyways, James kind of stops skating and his friends stop skating too and they kind of congregate around and they're, you know, the emo kids are walking up and they're like, hey, what's good? And in the back of James' mind's like, oh, maybe they want to share the park. That's totally chill. Like, we always love like skating with new people, right? And the emo kid walks up and there's like three or four of them, right? Let's just say four, given an even number. But let's call the main emo kid the emo kid. And I'm gonna call the other guys the emo minions. Cause there's like a main, in this story, there's a main leader of the pack who I'm gonna call the emo kid. And then three other emo kids that are kind of just like kind of minions. They kind of just do what the main guy says and they kind of just follow him around. So I'm just gonna call them the minions. I'm gonna say minion one, minion two, and minion three. So anyways, the minion, uh, the emo kid, who's the main guy, the leader of the pack, you know, he goes up, he's like, hey, and James is like, yo, what's good, dude? And James's friends kind of like look around like, bro, what's going on? And the emo kid was like, yo, bro, I just wanted to let you know that this skate park, bro, this is our turf. And they're like emo, uh, minion, emo minion number one was like a girl and she had like super long dark hair bangs. So like you couldn't actually see her face or anything. And she just swooped her hair to the side and like shrugged over. Emo minion kid number two had like a spike collar on. By the way, like if you dress emo or do all that emo stuff, I really don't care as long as you don't act like these kids. You're legit cool in my book. I just want to let you know. E emo minion number two has the spike collar and literally like growls at James and he's like, bro, what? So James very calmly says, hey man, like, this is a public park. I don't know what you mean by your turf, but like, we come here legitimately every single weekend and we never see you here. And the emo kid's like, well, we come here every single weekday. So James and his friends were still like in high school. They were actually seniors in high school. And I guess like the emo kids either dropped out or just were no longer in school. And for some reason could come during the weekdays, which... Isn't that when, like, you know, you have a job or something or you go to school? But whatever, right? He's like, oh, okay, well, uh, we normally come here on the weekends, which is why we're here. It's like, we are totally fine sharing the park with you. You guys don't seem that bad. Like, we will make space. And James's head, he's like, nah, these guys do seem that bad. I'm just not trying to be that guy who says that. And the main emo kid is like, bro, I don't know how else to spell it more clearly. So I'm just going to spell it for you. And James is like, bro, this kid's a little weird. And the emo kid's like, all right, this is my T-O-R-F. 
And in James's head, he's like, this is your torf, bro. This is your freaking torf. What are you even, whatever, right? And, and then the emo kids, yeah, this is my turf, T-O-R-F. And you are not allowed on here. You're not chilling with us. And James in his head is like, bro, I swear to God, this is a public park. You guys are the least, like, gangster, this is my turf, or, or I'm going to shank you with my tears and sadness and all black apparel. Like, what are you going to do, bro? And the emo kid's like, bro, like, this is, we're going to give you a warning. You guys better leave. You have five minutes to pack up and leave. And when we're back, if you're still here, there's going to be some problems because this is our turf, T-O-R-F. And James is holding back his laughter, bro. He's like, in his head, he's like, say it, say Torf. And James is like, no, I can't say Torf. Say Torf, do it. He's like, oh, man, I didn't know this was your Torf. Uh, I mean, Turf. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. We come here every weekend. I just don't think that's very fair. And the emo kid's like, well, we'll see what you're thinking in five minutes when me and the crew come back. And he's like, yeah, guys, let's roll. So all three of the minions, the uh, the long, like the, the super bang one, the dog, the, the dog collar bark one, and the other one who's pretty normal. Well, I mean, no, but comparatively, yes. They all roll out and uh, James turns around to his friends and it's just like, dude, like, I don't want to go anywhere. Like, because the thing is, if it's like if we get, if we submit to his demands, right? If we submit to his demands, they're just gonna come back and they're just like, if we ever want to use this again, they're gonna say, "Well, this is our turf, and you gotta go." And I don't think we should stand for this. So James's friends were like, "Bro, like I'm not trying to have any problems. What if they try and fight us or something?" And James is like, "Well, maybe that's a risk we gotta take. If I mean, this is something we do every weekend. Do we really want to give it up because a bunch of weirdos are coming in and saying like this is their tour for whatever? Kid couldn't kid couldn't spell as well. But anyways, probably why he's not in school right now. Uh, you know, James's friends are kind of laughing a little bit, and they're like, you know what? Yeah, we will stay. So sure enough, James's friends stay there for the next five minutes, and you know, James looks over." Five minutes later, you know, no one's really showing up, but about 10 minutes later, the emo kids show up again. And James is like, all right, you know what? We're just going to keep going what we're going. And James yells over and says, hey, man, like, there's some space if you guys want to come, like, skate or whatever. And the emo kids literally just stare at them and then turn around and walk away. And James is like, oh, that was pretty easy. The problem here is that James was lulled into a false sense of security because, no, it was not that easy. And, no... The whole, sh the whole shenanigans were not over yet because James and his friends eventually, you know, they get tired and they want to go back home. So they pick up their boards and they start, you know, they put them in their backpacks or some of them carry them over, whatever, and they get all their stuff and they start walking the direction of their homes. And this is when they realize that, you know, uh, well, James didn't realize until, you know, he's talking with his friends and one of his friends is like, hey, James, like, not to alarm you, not to startle you or anything, but nonchalantly, like very discreetly, look back behind you. And so James kind of like stops to tie his shoe really quick and takes a peek behind him. And the four emo kids were walking on the other side of the street, glaring at them. And James is like, all right, well, this might be a coincidence because they apparently live in the area too, but I'm not sure if I want them to know where we live. Do you guys want to take a pit stop at the mall? And all of James's friends were like, yeah, bro, that sounds good. Let's go ahead and do that. And so James and his friends, they start walking to the mall. And the thing about the mall was it wasn't a straight shot from where they were walking. They needed to do a few turns or whatever. And they do the few turns and they walk to the mall 
And sure enough, the emo kids are behind them, but this time they've actually made some ground. And James is like, all right, these kids either are also wanting to go to the mall or they've been stalking us and they're making ground. I can't totally decide what, I'm about 50-50 in my head right now. And his friends are like, bro, these kids are weird. I wouldn't put it past them if they were like legitimately trying to stalk us or something. So James and his friends were like, all right, well, let's go to the mall and let's like weave around a lot. Let's go to one store, hop over to another store. And if we lose them, like if they actually are following us, then they're following us. But no way they follow us exact. If they're not intentionally following us, the odds that they accidentally hop around from store to store as randomly and as quickly as we're about to do is pretty close to zero. So we'll figure out pretty quickly if they're actually following us. And if they are, then we'll just hop around or hide somewhere or just do it more intensely so that we lose them. So James and his friends are in the mall, and they're kind of starting to weave around, and they notice that the emo kids have also entered the mall, and so they very clearly enter one store, and the emo kids and the other minions, right, enter the store as well. And so James and his friends are like, all right, evasive maneuvers, right? And so sure enough, they're just, they're weaving around, they're hopping from store to store, and but they're also giving enough of an intention to show like the emo kids like where they're going just to test that they're actually following them. Because if they're actually following them on purpose, they'll, you know, they'll need to like see where they're going. And if they're all, if they are following them, they're pro their plan is to hide. And uh, after about the fifth store that they hop to super quickly, because like there, no one's really gonna go in a store for like one second and walk out. They're not gonna do that like five times in a row. On the fifth store of like hopping in and hopping out, James turns to his friend and says, yeah, okay, the emo kids are very clearly following us and I have no idea what they want. Real quick, comment emo down below if you want to harden your comment. That will be the secret word of the day. And we're nearing in on 600,000 subscribers. And if you want to help me get there faster, there's two things you can do. First thing is binge watch some videos on the channel. Either watch a playlist after this or watch some more videos or anyway, just watch more of the videos in one sitting. And the second way is tell a friend that you might think that will like the videos and uh, tell them about the channel and ask them to subscribe. Uh, comment down below if you do any of that stuff like the people on screen right now, and I will heart your comment and say thank you because I really appreciate it. Anyways, back to the story as it's about to get pretty good. So anyways, James is like, all right, we got to find a store that we can easily hide in. So they continue going store to store, being followed and trailed by the emo kids. And they're noticing that the emo kids are starting to get a little bit of ground. And if the emo kids get too much ground, it's gonna be nearly impossible to hide. So what they do is they go into a clothing store with a bunch of racks of clothes, like really thick racks of clothing, right? And they have sweatshirts and sweaters, and they find, they're like looking around, they're like, okay, maybe there's a place in here. And uh, sure enough, there's a big, massive couch, maybe for people to sit on, to try putting on shoes or whatever. But the thing is, right, the couch is big enough and there's a space behind the couch that is large enough and the couch is long enough for them all to quickly hide behind. So James, the moment he sees it, points it behind the couch and says, everyone behind there now, quickly, it's our, probably our only chance. So they all hop behind there and they just have to be as quiet as possible. So they're listening and they hear the ambiance of the store, you know, the little uh, music in the background, people coming in and out. And what they can see is under the, uh, under the couch, there's a bit of a space so you can see. And they see people walking by, they see, but you can't see the person, you can only see like their feet, right? And that's when they see four pairs of black Air Force Ones with black Nike socks walk by. And they're just like, 
oh my god. They don't say anything. Like, one of James's friends kind of, like, opens his mouth, and James looks at him and kind of puts his finger up to his mouth, being like, shh, don't say anything, right? And uh, sure enough, right, uh, they walk by, and they stop at the couch. And James's heart just kind of drops. They're like, oh my god, they know that we're here. How do they know it? And James, in his head, is thinking, like, okay, if they actually know that we're here, we need to run. But if not, like, we got to stay put. So James decides not to run or anything, and sure enough, the emo kids were just, like, looking at something, and they eventually walk by, and they uh, walk out of the store. I mean, James assumes that because he gives them enough time. He's like, all right, they probably think that they just lost us or whatever. So James and his friends get up, and they get out from behind the couch, and they kind of, like, sneakily sneak around. Sneakily sneak. Nice words, Connor. You speak English great. Nice. Anyways, they kind of, like, sneak around the store and very cautiously look behind corners until they come to the conclusion that the store is empty and the emo kids are gone. So James and his friends are like, hey, man, like, we're still at the mall. Like, if we want to still go to some places. And James is like, I don't know, man. I'm really just trying to go home. And this is where they make one of their greatest mistakes. Because one of James's friends, as they're walking out of the mall, they pass by a Hot Topic. And James's friend's like, oh, bro, there's one of the shirts in there I want to get. Do you mind if I just quickly, like, swoop in and grab it? And James is like, mm, I don't know, I really want to get out of here. But he's like, yeah, whatever, like, that's totally fine. Uh, little did they know that a Hot Topic is truly the turf of the emos, right? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, though, but it, it happened to be a very, very poor choice of a store to go into, because all of James, James, his friend that wanted the shirt, and the other two walk into the store, and uh, sure enough, they walk in, and James's friend's like, oh, I think I see the shirt, and as the thing is, like, the shirt's pretty deep into the store, so they all walk pretty deep into the store, and they hear the voice, well, 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 look who we have here, and they turn around, and the emo kid and the three emo minions are standing there, looking all super smug. And they're like, well, you've disrespected our turf on the skate park, and now you've decided to come to our home and desecrate it and steal from it and pillage it. And the, 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 one of uh, James's friends like, dude, I just wanted to buy a shirt. He's like, silence! He's like, oh, oh okay. And the emo kid's like, now you will pay the price. And the emo kid takes a black sweatshirt and starts whipping it around in his head. He's like, prepare for the emo attack. And he starts whipping the sweatshirt around faster and faster and faster and faster. And James is kind of looking at him like, bro, what are you doing? And that's when James feels this kind of like this bah, just on his face. Ow, I actually slapped my face for that. Like and subscribe for the pain I just felt. Uh, but anyways, Boom! Across his face. He gets whipped in the front of the face with, a like, this random, like, sweatshirt. He's like, ow! Like, bro, what are you doing? And this was the emo kid's biggest mistake. Because the manager of Hot Topic walks out. He's like, what are you kids doing? He's like, you four, or you eight, because it's four and four. Get, get out of my store. Like, if you're going to be, like, messing around with my clothing and fighting each other, get out of here. Do that outside. And the emo kids are like, no! Not Hot Topic! No! This is our home! And the manager's like, guys, stop being dramatic, get out of here. So they all walk out, and the emo kids are like, You have not only kicked us out of our turf, you've kicked us out of our home. And now that we have nowhere to go, 
the only place to run is after you. And James looks at his friends. He's like, boys, we got to go. So James's friends are legitimately not being stalked, not being power walked, not being like lightly jogged. They are being sprint. They're being sprinted against. All the emo kids are sprinting after James and his friends running out of the mall. And James and friends are just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So they run out of the, out of the front of the wall, uh, out of the front of the wall, out of the front of the mall. They're running down, and they're just like running, like kind of down the street. And James's friends like, like, uh, do, like, what do we do? Do we like, uh, like James? What do we do? And James is like, I don't know, I don't know. They're weird. They're strange. They're angry. And then they keep running. And one of James's friends is like, James, stop running. James is like, no. And he's like, stop. And so everyone stops running for a second. And they turn around. And they see the emo kids just sitting on the steps of the mall. Like, they were chasing after them out of the building. But apparently, as soon as they came out of the building, they're just like, nah, dude. So sure enough, James stops. He's like, all right, I think they're not coming after us anymore. Let's just go farther before we go in the directions of our house and stay vigilant. Make sure that they didn't, like, hop into a car to follow us or something. Or are waiting for a ride. But no, sure enough, they all get back home safely, and uh, this happened about like a year ago last summer, or at least a subscriber who submitted this to me on Instagram, go follow me there, told me, and said he's not, he's not even seen these kids ever since, which is good. And he's gone to the skate park every week ever since this happened, so no, he was not scared away. Uh, moral of this story is, uh, dude, what even is the moral Click on the this, video bro? on screen right now, I know you'll enjoy it, just click it, do it. Today I got a story time for you guys about probably one of the weirdest, strangest emo kids to ever exist. So yeah, I don't know, get something to eat, get comfortable, subscribe if you're new, and let's call today's subscriber who submitted the story, let's call her Claire. So this takes place during Claire's class, right? She During school, she was in class, and there's this boy that Claire was talking to, and she, you know, she kind of liked him, right? Hey man, it, 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 it happens, you know, life happens. Let's call this guy Ben, because... I'm, I'm not creative, man. There's also another girl in Claire's class, and we're just gonna call her the emo girl. And Claire didn't know this at the time, but she really did know this. <laughs> she really got to know this pretty soon, but at the time, she didn't know that the emo girl had a massive crush on Ben, right? And part of me feels for the emo girl a little bit, like, I've definitely been in situations where in middle school I had a crush on this girl and she was obviously talking to another guy that like, you know, would have definitely gotten her. Like, the, I, I was not the one for her, some other guy was. It sucks, man. It really does. I'm not going to say it doesn't. However, it doesn't justify the actions that you'll see in this video, which are pretty crazy. But anyways, right, so this all started one day when Claire was talking to Ben. And she was sitting there, you know, she's talking to Ben, and it kind of seemed like Ben was gonna like her back, and he was very engaged talking to her, like they were flirting a lot. And this is when, you know, Claire, like, kind of like spaced out a little bit. You know when you're like looking at someone and then you kind of space out a little bit and you look at all the stuff behind them when your like uh, focus of vision kind of changes and shifts? So she kind of like spaced out a little bit and looked behind Ben and she very briefly made eye contact with this emo girl in her class. If you dress emo, this video is not against you. I think the style is totally fine and I like you either way. As long as you don't act like this emo girl, then you're totally fine. So basically, right, this girl had super long, dyed black hair. She was like a natural, like a brunette, like a year ago, but then she dyed it all black. She wears all these like goth skull rings or whatever. And it's kind of the style, you know what I mean? And sure enough, this emo girl that Claire doesn't really talk to just because they were never really friends is just staring into like the pits of her souls, dude. Like 
the, the pits of her souls, staring into like the, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. She, they were just like deeply staring at her, very, very kind of like angrily. And Claire quickly breaks eye contact because like, I don't know, man, she's not trying to like, uh, she's just like, I'm not engaging with this. Like, let's hope that's a coincidence. Claire completely forgets about that and goes back to talking with Ben, right? And so sure enough, you know, she's talking to Ben. She's like, eh, flirting, whatever, right? Insert flirtatious uh, conversation. And by the end of the conversation, you know, the bell rings or whatever. And Claire leaves to go to either recess, lunch, another class. I don't know specifically what, but whatever it was, she leaves to go and do it. And the emo girl quickly follows behind her. Like, the emo girl was kind of far behind her in class, so the emo girl is, like, speed walking towards her. And Claire is kind of thinking, oh boy, uh, I guess that eye contact earlier today was not an accident. It was not, like, an, a mistake. Uh, you know how you sometimes, like, I, I know I'll do this. I'll, like, space out and not even pay attention and then realize I've been staring at someone for, like, five minutes. And I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I swear, I'm just zoning out. And Claire was kind of hoping that the emo girl just happened to be accidentally staring into her soul through her pupils. But uh, yeah, it was not an accident because the emo girl walks up to her is like, hey, we got to talk. And Claire's like, um, okay. And the emo girl is like, I don't know if you know this, but Ben, Ben is mine. He is my boyfriend, and I don't want to see you start talking to him. And Claire is really taken aback because at first she's like, oh, wait, is Ben dating someone? Like, I've talked to all my friends, and I'm pretty sure, like, I, because, like, Claire made sure beforehand that, you know, Ben wasn't dating anyone, so she could kind of, like, show that she was interested and not get rejected or whatever. And uh, she was pretty sure that he wasn't dating anyone, and also if he was to date someone, Claire didn't really think that the emo girl was his type, but she was like, oh, so you're dating him. And the emo girl is like, well, not yet. But he's mine! Don't question my authority on this matter. You will, you will suffer the consequences if you want to steal my boyfriend away from me. And Claire's just like, uh, wh what do you mean your boyfriend? Are, so you guys are dating or aren't dating? She's like, well, not yet, but like super soon, like it's totally happening. And the thing is, Claire, you're just getting in the way of this. You're getting in the way of what is meant to be. I was performing a spell last night and in my cauldron, I got like the spirits told me that Ben and I are meant to be together. And if you want to get in the way of spirits and magic, well then, oh, by my, by all means, like go ahead and curse yourself. But I'm just letting you know that if you get in between Ben and I becoming boyfriend and girlfriend and soon to be husband and wife forever, then you will regret it. And the emo girl kind of like hunches over and like shuffles away. And Claire was just stunned uh, to say the least. She was kind of just at a loss for words at this point because it's not every day that, you know, you're walking around and, uh, you know, the emo girl in your class, if you have one, comes up to you and says that, yeah, by the way, the gods of magic literally said that, you know, that guy that you're talking to, that he and I are meant to be together and that we are actually boyfriend and girlfriend even though we aren't, so stay away, bro, and then shuffle away. That's just not a, you know, a day-to-day -day occurrence. I don't know, but maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But uh, sure enough, you know, Claire kind of was like, okay, well, I'm not going to be bullied out of talking to this guy that I like. Like, I'm not going to be bullied out of it, man. Like, that's just not, that's just not going to happen, you know what I mean? And Claire's like, you know what, I, I think I'm just going to, you know, 
keep talking to this guy. I think I just am. So the next day rolls around, and the only class that Claire has with Ben is the class that she has with the emo girl. So it's not like Claire could really talk to Ben a lot in other classes. However, Claire does talk to him every kind of like lunch break. They get lunch together. And the emo girl doesn't eat lunch in the uh, lunchroom, so I don't think she knows. Or if she does, she's not trying to see that. Fair enough, I guess. But sure enough, you know, Claire, you know, Ben comes over to Claire because they kind of were talking every single day. I don't think the I don't think the emo girl's ever spoken to Ben before, but they're about to they're about to be boyfriend and girlfriend guys. Stop hating. <laughs> no, but uh so Ben comes over just like every other day and Claire was a little bit weird and Ben's like, "Are you good?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, actually it's nothing. Sorry. I was just I was just spacing out." In reality, Claire was like, "Okay. <laughs> this will be interesting cuz she notices the emo girl is intensely, intensely staring at her, right? Just looking at her so angrily. And uh, as Ben walks over and when Ben sits down, her brow furrows and her like, she like lifts up her hand and like crunches it into a fist of rage. Like that Arthur meme where it's like his, his fist is all balled up. Like, so, so Claire was distracted by that, obviously. And uh, she was like, oh no, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just spacing out. So Claire and Ben, you know, they continue to talk and, you know, they, they, they flirt a lot as always, you know, it kind of, Claire's kind of getting a feeling that, you know, Ben's going to try and make a move at some point kind of soon, just by kind of the natural progression over the last couple weeks. And, you know, Claire's all for that, man. I mean, she was kind of like trying to put herself out there so that Ben would, uh, Ben would hopefully come around and, you know, ask her out or something. Sure enough, you know, the bell rings again and Claire is kind of like power walks out of there. She grabs her bag quickly. She's like, aha, Ben, I'll see you in the next one because Ben and her go to totally different directions. So it's not like she can walk with Ben. And so Claire is like power walking out of there because she's like, all right, emo girl is coming for me, man. Like I, I, because Claire wasn't looking at the emo girl, but she could just feel it. Like she had kind of like the raid boss music going on. She's like, oh man, I got to get out of here, dude. Final boss encroaching, encroaching, man. Like I, I, I got to get out of here. So she grabs her backpack quickly, like puts it on her shoulder and starts to like sprint out, not sprint out of the classroom, man. Her teacher would have been like, stop running, stop it, stop. But sure enough, right now, the emo girl was just as fast and just as intent to be talking to Claire. And she comes up to Claire. She's like, you didn't heed my warning. You didn't listen to me. And Claire goes, dude, I don't know you, but it doesn't seem like you and Ben ever talk. I don't think you're going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. Uh, you, you threatening me with your magic powers or whatever is not going to make me stop talking to this guy, dude. Like, can you go away? And the emo girl is like, fine, but just know that I will give you one last warning. And Claire's like, oh boy, kind of rolls her eyes or whatever. And the emo girl's like, if I see you talking with him again, it is on site. And, and Claire's like, bro, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> huh? And the emo girls are like, stop laughing at me. It's not funny. It's serious. I will give you one last chance. And this is your final opportunity to cease your terrible behavior. Or you, yes, you, Claire, will suffer the consequences. And Claire's just like, Oh my god, you you can't you you gotta be kidding me, dude. Like there's there's no chance. So she's like, okay, uh, thanks for talking to me. Uh, is that all? And the emo girl's like, yes. One last chance. Don't forget it. 
Don't you forget it. One last chance. And once again, emo girl scuffles off. Little spoiler, uh, Claire does not listen to the emo girl. In the next day in class, the emo girl does something completely crazy. But real quick, comment emo down below if you want to harden your comment, as that is the secret word of the day, and I will try and heart your comment to say thank you. And also, if you want to support the channel, binge watch videos, or just watch a bunch of videos after this one, or in your free time when you're drawing, about to go to bed, playing video games, go watch one of the playlists. I got Emo Kid playlist, Spoil Kid playlist, and if you do, comment down below so I can personally say thank you, as it really does help. And also, uh, Profile Pick Army looking strong. So you thought that that was it for the craziness from this emo girl that going up and threatening that the evil gods of spells and magic and wizardry wilks, she will suffer the consequences. You thought that that was bad. No, 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 no. Pause, bro. You're not even close to what's about to happen because the next day it rolls around. Okay, I keep saying that like that's something crazy. Oh no, the next day happens. Time is linear. Raw. But anyways, right? Next day rolls around. Claire goes into class. And she makes sure that she's talking to Ben. And she makes sure that the emo kid, it, or the emo girl specifically, is seeing this. And Claire is kind of like a little bit upset because she's like, you know what? This girl is bossing me around. I'm not standing for it. So Claire decides that, you know, she's just going to make a move. Like, she's going to make a move. Um, so anyways, Claire is talking with Ben. And, you know, she sees that the emo girl is at an angle where she can see both of them pretty clearly. And so Claire looks at the emo kid in the emo girl in the eyes. This is a little mean, I'm not gonna lie. However, it is kind of justified since the emo girl was like threatening to pull up or square up or like it's on site if you talk to him or talking crazy or whatever. So this is a little bit justified, not saying it's not mean, but you know, uh, uh, Claire is kind of like, oh, Ben, like tell me about you or whatever. And what Claire does is she puts her hand on, like, a Ben's leg or whatever. Kind of, like, as an indication of, like, I like you. Uh, don't go ahead and do this. I, especially, like, you gotta ask people first. Like, you can't go around just putting your hands on people, bro. As the Connor Pug's endorsement, don't, don't do this. But anyways, like, I mean, she was, she already talked it, like, she, either way, she does it. And Ben reciprocates very nicely back and Ben kind of like puts his hand on her chair, right? You know when you're like in the movie, the classic movie theater scene where it's like you reach your hand behind them to like, uh, I don't know, you know what I'm talking about. And this, the emo girl, legitimately snaps, dude. She freaking snaps. And you're, in that, you're, you're probably thinking she's going to go up and put a spell on them or she's going to like go raw and like sprint to the bathroom to have explosive diarrhea. No, none of those things are true. You know what this girl does when she said it's on site? She meant it because Claire one moment was like kind of relaxing in the company of her soon to be boyfriend, spoiler Ben. In the next moment, she was on the ground. Do you know why? Because the emo girl freaking tackled her, dude. The emo girl was got so angry at the sight of them, like, basically, uh, they weren't holding hands, but they were, like, same level of, like, romantic intimacy as holding hands. She was so mad at that sight that the emo girl legitimately got up out of her seat, 
buckled her head down, sprinted like a D1 quarterback, and knocked Claire out of, like, tackled Claire, basically, and was, like, and started hissing. So right now, Claire's on the ground. The emo girl is on top of her. Ben is sitting there in complete shock, like, what, what, what? And everyone in the class turns around, including the teacher. Um... Because they were supposed to be, like, reading a book or something in pairs. They were n- none of this nonsense was supposed to be going down. So the teacher is just like, what's going on over here? And the emo girl is, like, is like hissing the entire time. like, I told you it was on site. Stay away from my boyfriend. And Ben is just so confused. And Claire is, like, covering her face because the emo girl is, like, very faintly but still trying to, like, claw at her. It's like, don't, 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 like, with their big, like, uh, you know, kind of like in Pokemon, like, meow, meowth? Or I forgot the cat Pokemon that, like, Team Rocket has. You know how that, like, it has scratch attack that does, like, negative one damage? That was kind of the equivalent of what, like, this the emo girl was doing to Claire. So no damage was done, but it was very strange. And uh, sure enough, you know, Claire, the next moment feels the sensation of the emo girl leaving her body, like being picked up. So she opens her eyes and she sees the emo girl is literally being dragged away by the teacher and dragged out of the classroom. And Claire gets up and Ben looks at her with just just this look of, huh? And uh, at this point, Claire's like, Ben, I got some explaining to you. I got some explaining to do. And Claire explains everything that I just told you Click on the video on screen right now. I know you'll enjoy it. Just click it. Do it.